0: Welcome to Two Idiots and a Dog, Idiots
1: Unleashed. Where it doesn't take us 15 tries to cinch the vote. Uh, Who are we again?
0: I'm Grim. I'm Zolgar. Kaiju is around here somewhere.
1: Just a quick warning, this is an uncensored podcast. You may hear adult language or other content not suited for children, the workplace, church, or frankly, human consumption.
0: This week, our topic is separating the art from the artist and why it sometimes doesn't work. Uh, This was actually my idea. Now, of course, if you have an idea for a topic for us, you can let us know on our Discord or social media, but you can only vote in the topic poll on Discord.
1: Before we get into this, just another heads up here. Uh, This episode might end up going a little spicier than most of our episodes.
0: Yeah, because we are going to be touching on some sensitive topics. We're probably not going to name names because mostly we don't want to get shut down for libel.
1: (laughs) Never mind the fact that everything we're about to say is true.
0: Uh, But yeah, so also, if you think we are calling out your favorite artist, we are, even if we've never heard of them.
1: (laughs) Fuck you. We're going to do woke bullshit if we want to. (laughs) Now stand back (laughs) because the idiots are about to be unleashed. (laughs) Okay,
0: so, we hear people talking about separating the art from the artist all the time, about art created by problematic artists, people who are transphobic, racist, sexist, etc. And it's all well and good in theory, but unfortunately, you can never truly Remove the artist from the art. When we create something, we pour ourselves into it. And the other problem is when you... How do I put this? When you buy something from a known problematic creator, you are saying that... Even if you don't agree with them, it's not a deal breaker that, you know, that work by the notorious turf, that you like the work, so the, you know, supporting a turf and they're spending money to try to erase people like Grimm, you know, it's just, it's not a deal breaker for you.
1: Don't know how to explain it to you that trans lives matter more than your mediocre fucking YA series. Now, which
0: one are we talking about? Gee, I don't know. It's a mystery. Ah, you know, this could get a little bit hairy.
1: But of course, it's not just certain YA authors either. There are, I mean, there's a very notable sci-fi author. uh, Probably more than one.
0: Oh, a lot more than one. A lot of the classic sci-fi and fantasy authors are
1: uh, homophobic, racist, transphobic, sexist, which is baffling to me considering what, what the things they write, like the, the the genre you have picked to write, and you're going to be a good old fashioned bigot. What? How does that compute?
0: Ah, bigotry is in everything, and of course, it's also not just writing. It's in everything. We have TV shows, movies, video games, music. God, music. There are so many musicians that are uh, not good people,
1: TM. And here's the best part of it is, is, it's also not just, I mean, we focus on media here, but it's not just media either. Products and services.
0: Yeah, I mean, bi- there's a big home improvement chain that is run by a homophobic piece of shit. And unfortunately, I shop there regularly because it's one of two options. And the other one is a hell of a lot further away. And
1: well, um, there's a, a certain bird app we could name, but we won't. I'm sure you know which one I mean. We, uh, we've been watching that one self-destruct in real time.
0: And of course, the other companies owned by the person driving that one into the
1: dirt. Crashing and burning be- just because they're associated with that whole mess. And everybody's going to sit there. Everybody sits there and it's like, well, you know, I don't support them, but I support XYZ. Or I don't support that author, but I still buy their book. That doesn't work.
0: Yeah, like I say, if you are financially supporting them, it doesn't matter if you don't agree with their point of view. I don't care how good a chicken sandwich is. Gay people matter more. Yeah, you you, you can't be like, I love my gay friends and then go support someplace that wants them to stop existing.
1: Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to get super real for a moment here. Uh, So consider this an additional content warning regarding uh, death and discussion of suicide. Yes. I'm going super serious for a minute here and there's a reason for it. It's no no secret. I struggle with mental health a lot. I'm not going to bore y'all with the, the, the gritty details of that, but it does include struggling with ideation over no longer existing. And for uh, it, I, it took me a while to to hear this, read this, etc. Not wanting to exist is a form of suicidal ideation. These people, and this is why this is relevant, not wanting people like me to exist is exactly the same level of ideation as wanting to kill us. You have to understand that. It's not, oh, it's not like he actually wants to kill you. He just wishes you weren't around. No, it's functionally the same thing.
0: And it gets even worse when these organizations or individuals take the money they earn from you buying their book or their chicken sandwich or watching their movie or whatever and funnel it into organizations that are actively trying to strip away the rights or the very existence of people that are not who they want to be around. You know, whether it's queer people, people of color, disabled people,
1: whatever. Navigating the media landscape gets tricky. And it
0: gets even it gets really tricky because, first of all, we don't know the everybody who is problematic in the media landscape. And further, oftentimes, we don't find out someone is problematic until After they're well established, look at, you know, the guy really famous for strong female characters who was, you know, very progressive in the 90s and then, well, never, never progressed past being 90s progressive.
1: So the first step is consuming this media with a full level of self-awareness and cognizance. You need to be able to consume your media while being critical of your media And critical of the people who made it. There are certain franchises. uh, There's a very prominent one that you and I have disagreed on recently that I really enjoy and want to see flourish. But there is an individual involved with that project who holds some not so great views.
0: Yeah, there's a very popular it's a very popular, very polarizing streaming show that in the early pro- early promotional materials for it was had a pretty well-known racist's name plastered all over it we did do some digging just before we recorded this and it appears they've actually really cut back how much they're using his name to market it
1: and we don't know the any, any, any comment on that would, of course, be supposition on our part. We don't know. We weren't involved in, the, in any of the promotional materials or decision-making behind said materials. But I do know that he was not as involved with the first season as a lot of the early marketing led us to believe. That said, he was still involved, and we have to be cognizant of that. So Zolgar has chosen not to consume that media. I have chosen to do so being aware of what it is and who is behind it.
0: And that does bring a really good point in, too, is that everyone has different lines. Everyone has different points where something is acceptable or totally unacceptable to them. And that's okay.
1: Yeah. And I think part of the reason why in this particular case I'm more comfortable is it's a very diverse and varied cast. And some of the the characters of color that you would expect from this creator to end up being pure bad guys end up being sympathetic or even allies by the end of the season. If those views had been woven into this, no matter how much I like it, I'm out. Um, No. (laughs) I do have my limits, no matter how much I might love a property or franchise. But uh, I'm not saying that you need to justify continue watching something in most cases, but you need to be aware and you need to recognize that a lot of people's work goes into the creation of some of these things. Um, There is another creator who uh, was not... He did not cause the level of harm that some other male creators have caused, but he did do some things he shouldn't have Uh, when confronted, recognized he was in the wrong, apologized. Nothing he did was was illegal, but it was kind of skeezy, you know, and unfortunately all of his projects are dead. And it's unfortunate in that case because the very people he hurt were were some of the people like, hey, don't shut these projects down because so many of these other people are involved in these projects and benefiting from working on these projects. And unfortunately, the industry still kind of backed away from him.
0: Yeah, and that is kind of one of the problems we that we run into is almost nothing is truly the product of just one person.
1: Some things are more the product of one person than others. And this is where we really get to the, what I think is the core crux of this episode is there is no hard and fast black and white rule. There is no one size fits all. There is no, well, I'm not going to consume any problematic media hardline because down that path, madness lies.
0: Madness because you're probably not going to get to consume any media because I can guarantee you that just about every single piece of media that exists, you will find somebody in the process of making it who is problematic, who is racist, who is sexist, who is homophobic, who is, I don't know, a professional puppy punter.
1: No, it could be somebody who wrote it, somebody who acted in it, somebody who uh, directed it, somebody who scored it, somebody who filmed it. Edited it. Edited it? Uh, our editor is an asshole.
0: <laughs> yeah, but have you met our cast?
1: Uh, I don't know. The dog's cute.
0: Dog is cute. And eh, the rest of our sketch is hell,
1: though. Totally. For anybody who doesn't realize I am the editor, that's the joke.
0: And God, our marketing person.
1: Oh,
0: that guy! Jeez,
1: we should fire him. Definitely. Can we fire the editor too? Let's fire everybody. That's it. That's her announcement. Podcast over. Bye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, no, but really, uh, it, it, it could just be even just be somebody who put money down to make it happen. Someone in that chain is an asshole. I almost guarantee it.
0: And there are, of course, degrees of assholes, you know, not, and th- there's even degrees in how problematic somebody is.
1: Uh, yeah, the, the streaming show, I'm not going to condone that behavior. I'm not going to condone that outlook. But promoting this individual's works will not necessarily promote that individual's agenda. For all of their faults, they are a consummate professional and mostly, I say mostly, because there are past incidents, but mostly keeps the views out of their professional work, mostly.
0: Yeah. Honestly, most of, where the, most of where the problems come in with them professionally is in their casting tendencies. There was a quote from them basically to the effect of, well, I'll cast a person of color when a character needs to be a person of color.
1: Then you have other creators, the awfully big, sprawling, very popular series of books.
0: And then some.
1: I have gotten into arguments with friends over this one because this individual has directly equated their views with their work. To the extent of stating... If you support my works, you support my views publicly, this isn't like a secret.
0: yeah, the this individual has very is very open about their views, revels in their views, and basically makes it very clear that their views are inseparable from their work, and also that they will readily throw money behind their views. You know, that money that you buying their book or going and seeing the movie based off their book or buying the video game based off their book.
1: Or, 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 or. Yeah, and that's, that's, that's where we run into a, a, a secondary problem here, is that sometimes it's not just financially supporting the work. Engaging with the work in any capacity effectively gives them clout in these situations, and this particular creator is a prime example of that. Now, again, remember what I said earlier, there is no one-size-fits-all.
0: Yeah, but you may notice, if, if you've picked up on who we're talking about, you may also notice that we've never actually really discussed any of the media from this franchise in this podcast, and there's a reason for that. We We do not want to give even the tiny little bit of clout and legitimacy that our podcast offers to this creator. We do not want to promote their work even in the slightest.
1: And before you start to pipe up, yes, we are fully aware of how insignificant this podcast is. We do not want to give them even that little tiny crumb. We could
0: have one listener. One. And that listener is just some drunk person in Russia who doesn't speak a word of English and just likes the sound of our voices because it helps them sleep. And we wouldn't want to even give them, give this creator that much more exposure.
1: And that's just it. There are some of these people that have reached far enough and wide enough that even even just writing fan fiction, it's still propelling them into the cultural zeitgeist. It is giving them clout. It is giving them influence. It is giving them relevancy.
0: And we get it. You love the world. And I I will acknowledge there are some really
1: cool parts of that world. There's also some very problematic parts of that world that are prominently on display in an upcoming video game from that franchise. And I don't know why anybody is buying that piece of shit.
0: Yeah, there's there are some very problematic parts of that world, but there's also some really cool concepts to it. And I will I will acknowledge that for YA books, the writing is decent. I say decent, not great. It's, you know, it's it's Fairly middle-of-the-road, entertaining. It's, it's a fun read, the first time you read it when you're young. I started listening to the audiobooks from, through the library as an adult, and I got through, I think, three before I'm like, wow, there are some things in this I didn't notice when I read it as a kid.
1: Uh, this particular franchise has movies. I did the movie version. I got through the first couple of books and then I switched over to the movies. I get it. You want to you enjoy these worlds, you enjoy these concepts, and it's not not even necessarily just this specific creator in this instance. Maybe there's other creators whose work you enjoy if you are consuming media that you know is coming from a creator who's who has beliefs like this. I'm not going to make the decision for you. But you need to sit down and you need to actually examine that that property that creator, and you need to actually think about whether or not you engaging with that media is helpful or harmful.
0: And you should also think about one very simple question. If this creator's views were about you, if, they're, if they wanted you to not exist, not, well, and not trans people because, oh, well, you're cisgender, not people of color because you're white, not a- any other group that is not you. They want you to not exist. They are specifically calling you by name and saying they want you to die. How would you feel? How would you feel if your best friend was consuming their media?
1: Yeah, how would you feel about it? If you're sitting there going, hey, this creator has woven these beliefs to this work and uses this work to promote their beliefs. And those beliefs include the erasure of me and people like me. And the next day you go outside to meet up with your best friend and he shows up wearing a fucking scarf and a turtleneck promoting this property. How are you going to feel?
0: Yeah. It's, you know, or he, you shows up with a bag of fast food from this place that wants you to not exist.
1: Now, these are the extreme examples, of course, Remember what I said. There is no one size fits all. There are degrees to all things. There is no black and white. It is a shade of gray all the way down.
0: Yeah, there's, I mean, honestly, there is a another urban fantasy series, not YA, that the author of has in the past expressed some, mm, sketchy things not 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 to the extreme of say the YA series we're talking about but and you know his work is still popular I've still read most of his books but I also understand that it can be a little bit I understand what the books are and that maybe it's not, how do I put it? There are definitely people who will be turned off by his views and that's okay.
1: Yeah. Part of one size doesn't fit all includes some media just not being for you. And that can be because of the media itself or because something surrounding the media. That's fine. Uh, There's two ends of the spectrum here. There is the ones that are so extreme that honestly supporting them really is supporting their views whether you intend it that way or not. And there are those that have these problematic views but who keep it out of their work and supporting that work isn't platforming them. And and that's where the rub is. You really got to look into it and figure that out for yourself cuz again, no one size fits all. But
0: you also need to remember that the feelings of those around you are valid, too, in regards to this, the you know, if you're watching that show from the racist, you know, it's had the racist creators name plastered all over it and, you know, your your black friend looks at you like. The hell are you watching this? This guy, You know, it's, you know, this guy was, you know, it has racist views, has, you know, a bit of history of problems, etc." You have to respect that it does hurt them, someone they know and trust, saying, that's not a deal breaker for
1: me. At the end of the day, it's just, it's not a clear cut single solution. Oh, I'm cutting that. (laughs) I am cutting that. You knew it the minute you said it, I was cutting that. Cut it, but don't cut that. <laughs> God. Um, I mean, there's also the other end of the, fe- of, of the spectrum here. And what do I mean by that? Well, I am a tumblerista. Yes, I know it's okay. You can stop writing that message to me. I know what Tumblr is. It's a hell site. It's my hell site, goddammit. I live there. If it's good enough for Neil Gaiman, it's good enough for me. And
0: there are the positive creators like Neil. Yeah, there are. But
1: my point is
0: And here we're happy to name names.
1: Here we are. Neil is by all Accounts, a fantastic human being but As a Tumblrista, I have noticed a trend, specifically in younger groups, of people decrying the consumption of any problematic media. I'm going to refer you back to something I think Zilgar said. There is no such thing as media that is not problematic. You worded it differently, but that was the the, the gist. Yeah. Okay. Um, Sitting here being like, you all... All media you consume must be be pure. You're not woke. You're just a fucking extremist fundamentalist. There is no pure media. I can go back to... I can go find a children's show. I mean, we're talking like... Made for like kindergartners. And I bet you I could pick up seven different things in it that are just yikes. Sesame Street.
0: We, it's like the, one of the most wholesome things ever. hmm We can find lots of problems with Sesame Street, especially because it's been on the air for so many years.
1: Oh, well, their depiction of so-and-so was, was very poorly thought out. Yeah, but they still tried. And that depiction was 50 years ago. Okay,
0: slight exaggeration, but... One of the things that we can look at in terms of of problematic media, and we actually touched a little bit on this back in our queer representation in media episode, is when the media was created and also, to an extent, whether or not the creator is still around, and if the creator is still around, do they still espouse those views? you know i I brought it up in our queer rep episode, but there is there are people who have a problem with Rocky Horror Picture Show.
1: Yeah, it by today's standards, it is not H well at all. Oh no. <laughs> but at the time, that was the best representation uh, we got. And we also see
0: that with some creators, you know. You'll see creators who had some very problematic or even just mm, questionable aspects of their work, but their work is of a different era. You know, you look at one of the most famous fantasy properties ever. Pretty much everybody in that series is white and male. By today's standards, that is fucking unacceptable. But this was also written like a hundred years ago. Yeah,
1: I think it was Bill Burr. He's a comedian who kind of put it best in my opinion, or at least worded in a way that resonated with me. He was doing an interview for, I think, a podcast or something. I don't remember what. And he said, there's these guys and they go back like eight years in in, in, in your Twitter feed. And they'll find a tweet you made eight years ago and they'll go, look at him. This is what this guy really means. He's an asshole. My perspective is you had to go eight years back to find something like it's both ends of the spectrum here. People are allowed to change and grow. Yeah,
0: we we all change or most of us do. I am not the same person now I was 20 years ago. I would punch teenager
1: me in the throat and not even hesitate. Or it's like, you know, to get slightly political
0: here, I'm not going to name any politician names, but in the, uh, uh, leading up to the 2016 presidential elections, there was a big thing about um, who one of the candidates worked for in like the 70s. And I'm just sitting here thinking, if 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 the views of the per, if the views of this person from the 1970s are the worst thing you can find about them, put them in office right now. If it takes the
1: 1970s their 1970s views to give dirt on them, if you if you got to go 40 years back to find something on somebody, holy, call the church. We found a living saint, especially someone in the in politics.
0: And maybe their views haven't changed. Maybe they've gotten better at hiding it. But
1: if you don't have the ev- evidence of that. Oh, well, and, and especially in the case of, of this politician, if they still hold those views but are hiding it, they're hiding it so well that it's not impacting the work they're doing. That they're not they're not injecting these beliefs into their work. And that's really what, Problematic media and supporting problematic media only becomes a problem itself if you are perpetuating harmful beliefs, and that is as close to the one-size-fits-all as we can get with this. But you have to remember, is no one-size-fits-all. You have to do the work. You have to do the research. I'm not going to hold your hand and do it for you. I'm not your mama. And then you have to come up up with a critically self-aware assessment on your own and go, am I actively hurting anybody by engaging with this? And I'm going to be honest with you. 80% of the time, your answer is going to be no.
0: But you have to remember that actively hurting somebody doesn't just mean I am actively punching them in the face.
1: No, it's shaking the hand of the person who punched them in the face last week.
0: Yeah. And it's also, it's worth noting that this is true in the reverse. In so much as you can't really separate the art from the artist with problematic creators, the art is also inseparable from the artist with the positive creators. The people like Neil Gaiman or I... Totally forgot his name, but the guy who writes the Percy Jackson series, Rick Riordan. You know, by all accounts, he is a very
1: good progressive person. I want to drop an author name here that's going to throw you for a little bit of a loop here, but... A.A. It- a. Applegate? No, although she is amazing. Can I just say how happy I was to find out that the author of my favorite series from when I was a kid didn't turn out to be an asshole? <laughs> Woo! Dodged a bullet. <laughs>
0: Uh, I unfortunately did not dodge that bullet with one of mine.
1: Ugh, unfortunate. there, there is. This is not a, an author who does things for kids or for even wider consumption, but I'm still going still to name drop him because he's such a, a, a wholesome, positive individual. Chuck Tingle. <laughs> I oh, will okay. go on the record right now saying that Chuck Tingle is a national fucking treasure. I have never read any of his work. I don't really read what he writes, but he is such a positive individual. And it's not a matter of, of, of what he writes, like his writing being something I... I, I, I it's, it's the genre. Uh, there are so many authors in that genre. I wish I enjoyed that genre, So I could read and enjoy their writing because they are good writers and positive people. I have a question. Yeah. Does anybody actually read
0: Chuck Tingle's books or do they just buy them because they're hilarious and Chuck Tingle is a great person?
1: I have no idea. I hope someone somewhere reads his work and enjoys it, though. He deserves it. He deserves to have people read and enjoy his work. And I wish I was one of them.
0: We buy one of his books. We open it up. It's actually just blank pages and said, you're actually reading this? What the fuck, man?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Seriously, though, um, there are so many positive creators out there and there's so many. And, and I am shocked at the number of negative people I know who are like, oh, I'm a huge fan of, of XYZ. And I just have to look at their fucking red ball cap and be like, you missed the point, my guy. You did not read that book with full awareness.
0: You know, that, that's a topic we've done before. You missed the point.
1: Yeah. But, it, but I think it's a valid thing to raise up and revisit here. Is, is it? Do, you're right, it does go both ways. You cannot separate, necessarily separate the art from the artist, whether they're doing... Works that are good or works that are bad or not quite good, bad. You know what I mean, though?
0: Yeah. Whether what they are doing is positive or, you know, well, I mean, like the classic example of Punisher, you can't like Punisher and be a
1: thin blue line, all cops, woo, bootlicker. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. You cannot be a fan of the Punisher and be a fascist. It does not work. You also can't be
0: a fan of the Joker and be a fascist. Because even the Joker
1: doesn't fuck with Nazis. Yep. It's staggering to me. Uh, The inverse sometimes that you do see. You can't consume media like that. And, and, and espouse the complete opposite belief system. And I think that's kind of the point here is you need to really analyze the media you're consuming and make sure that the impact it's having is in line with your principles, whether it's because it's from a creator who has some not great views or it's a property or a creator espousing tolerance acceptance etc and you are diametrically opposed to that
0: and i do want to point out that there it's a little bit different when you're dealing with a creator who is long since dead it is you know i know we haven't been naming names on like major problematic ones but i will just go ahead and drop this one because hp lovecraft has been dead what 60 years yeah yeah the man was a horrible racist. If, if you don't know, look up what he named his cat.
1: Do not do it in public. Do not do it with, with text-to-speech turned on. I'm going to warn you now. What he named his cat is so bad that we will not say it on this podcast. Gunned my head, I would just tell you to pull the trigger. Uh, he was so racist. The Ku Klux Klan wrote him and was like, hey, can you tone it down? Not a joke. One of the grand dragons of his era literally wrote him a letter going, Tone it down.
0: Yeah, and, you know, from what I understand, he did actually start to mellow his views a little bit as he got older, but of his heyday of writing, he wasn't just, okay, you know, product of the time, racist. No, this
1: man was. Fucking racist with a capital R. Yeah. Um, not to mention his works contain so many other problematic elements. The handling of mental health. This is, an, this is actually an, uh, a completely separate conversation that you and I have had repeatedly off air. Is I am a huge fan of Eldritch Horror, but unfortunately the handling of mental health in Eldritch Horror is a huge turnoff not only for you, but for a lot of other people.
0: Madness! And, and madness almost always
1: manifests as mental health issues. Instead of addressing it for what it really is, which is trauma, mental and physical trauma, they just chalk it up to some nebulous oh, you went bibbly bobbly insane because you beheld something too fast. Blah, blah. No, 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 no. That's rubbish. But his writing perpetuated that into the eldritch horror genre. Handling of, of, of mental health in his works was not great, uh, but he, in addition to that, my God, he was classist, he was racist, and he was probably sexist, and he was a, a, a technophobe. I don't blame him for that one. I mean, the I don't remember which one of his stories it is, but the summation of it is air conditioning bad.
0: I won't hold the technology issue with against him because honestly that's the crux of a lot of science fiction you know it's not necessarily air conditioning bad but how much science fiction is
1: look at this technology it's terrifying yeah but it's usually terrifying when it's misused or misapplied granted gestures to everything outside (sighs) But that's a discussion for another time.
0: Ah, uh, science fiction. Where we we read a book that said, hey, don't make an uber laser killing device. And we're like, isn't this uber laser killing device really cool? We got the idea from this book. Yeah.
1: I guess in closing, I'm just going to going to touch on some of the things that we already said here, namely, there is no one size fits all when it comes to media. You cannot always separate the art from the artist. But that doesn't necessarily mean you need to separate yourself from the art. You need to be self-aware. You need to be willing to critique not only what you're consuming, but also yourself. And you need to be able and willing to look at the world around you and see how that property is impacting others. And then make your choices accordingly
0: and especially see how it's impacting the people that you call friend or family, the people you claim to love. Because when you're consuming something that supports our erasure, we see that. We recognize it. We don't forget. And by the way, yes, in case you forgot, I am also queer. I'm not th- as many stacking flavors as Grimm is, but I-,
1: I am still queer. Yeah, you're just queer light. That's fine. <laughs> not really. God, anybody who actually thinks like that, please just, you're listening to the ROM podcast.
0: You know, I'm looking for something to stab you with, and I don't have a knife convenient. Hey, hey Grimm, that knife you've got, would you would you open it and stab yourself, please? No.
1: <laughs> also, on one final important note, fuck. Ah, uh, so I fortunately
0: I muted him before he could actually say the name. Um, that's it for this week, folks. If you like what we do, please give us a like, follow, rating, and all that nonsense on your favorite podcatcher. You can also support us on Patreon for special bonus content and episodes a week early, or tip us on Ko-fi.
1: You can find those and our social media platforms and Discord server all in the show notes. Oh, I see. So you enable them on my mic just in time to shill for other people. Is that how this works? Exactly. Well, in that case, be sure to give our friends some love, whoever the fuck that is. Hi, friends. My name is John Wesley,
0: and I'm the host of the Sense of Shelf podcast. When you're done listening to the show you're listening to now, feel free to come find me as I talk about books and authors and talk to people about their favorite books and authors. So again, that's the Sense of Shelf podcast. It's available on most, if not all, podcasting platforms. And you can find me on social media, Instagram, and Twitter, at Sense of Shelf Pod. Thank you, and enjoy your podcasts. Last, but certainly not least, we want to give a quick shout-out to all of our supporters on Patreon and Ko-fi. Especially these
1: idiots. Random Warrior. Rain and the perpetually banned Athen Mortis.
0: You know what you did.